Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, thanks for joining us here for another week of the podcast. We're diving into Psalm 59, but before we do, Randy, just a couple of things. One, it's VBS week, and so mm-hmm. I want to encourage everyone to pray. I've been reading this little book on prayer and just continues to impress upon me how much I need to be praying, and it's a truth that I think will continue to sink in for me, um, just these spiritual battles, but... Anyway, I'd encourage everyone to pray. Night one went off pretty well. You know, there's a lot of people, a lot of energy. The The team did really well. So that's fun to see. Mm-hmm. Randy, you poked your head in and did some rounds. Yeah, I wanted to see how uh, things are going. But, you know, yesterday they, I think Jenna said they had 120 registered. Yeah. And then last night, I think they had over 130. So there's, they're maxed out. Uh, so pray just for the logistics. They're maxed out about that. Uh, and uh, from what I can see from the curriculum and the songs, uh, the gospel's clear, which means there'll be a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I please keep praying hard for everyone that's involved, for the folks serving and the and the uh, the folks on the receiving end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And as a result of that, this upcoming Sunday we'll be in Psalm one forty five. Yeah. So we'll get a change of you know out of order next yeah. week. Um, and then just real quick to give everyone a heads up since it's kind of, you referenced it on Sunday, but the following Sunday, July 25th, mm-hmm. we're calling it serving Sunday or something okay, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not real clean and slick with our names around here, but, uh, essentially what that is, it's going to be a, a slightly different Sunday. The service will be shortened a mm-hmm. little bit. Randy's only going to get 20 minutes to preach just, well, he will give him 20 minutes and he'll take. 35? I don't know. We'll see. At least. But essentially the idea is to have a Sunday, especially coming out of COVID. We've got a lot of areas where people can serve and there's a lot of new folks too. And so Randy, you've mentioned that a few times, how we're going to be a different church. Mm-hmm. We are coming yeah. out of this. Lots of different people. Um, so a number of our ministry leaders are going to have kind of tables set up in different places throughout the church. Um, and if you're interested in getting plugged in and serving, they're going to kind of be able to answer your questions and give you some information. And we're hoping to, yeah, make some good connections there and have a ministry serving Sunday. Right. So yeah. And the, the table part of it is like, a if you've been to a job fair, which I haven't, but I've been to places where people are at tables and they've got information. So that's kind of what that's going to look like. And yeah, I'm excited for it. July 25th, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. All right. And real quick question. You alluded to coming through those next two Sundays since we're going to be out of order. You said, we'll see where we go next. Do you have a plan for what's coming in August? Are we going to jump back into Psalm 60? Yeah, or? I, mean, yeah. I mean, for months, uh, the elders know this for months, you know, with a, with a long series like Psalms, I'm always trying uh-huh. to figure out how long do we stay in it? When do we take breaks, large breaks? So. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd be surprised if we probably don't take a break uh, from it for a while. Whether we'll come back to it or not sort of depends, too, on uh, things at church. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So I'm going to throw my my son under the bus a little bit, not in a bad way, but at home he goes, Dad, he said, am I going to be in high school when he's like or out of high school yeah. when we're done these Psalms? Because he's yeah. he's so analytical and he's trying to like do the math, how many yeah. Psalms there are, how many yeah. Sundays in a 
in a year how many Sundays you're not preaching in the Psalms. So he? he's 12. He's going into seventh grade. So now yeah. we should be out. <laughs> tell, him, <laughs> tell him we'll be out before he gets to high school. <laughs> All right. Before he gets to high school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. There we go. In, within two years, we'll be out of the Psalms. Why would, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt we will. But all right. That's funny. That's good. All right. So getting into Psalm 59 here real quick. It's another imprecatory psalm, which tell me if I'm wrong. It includes imprecation in it. Okay. I don't know if this would be quite as imprecatory, mm, not, sure. not as mm. cleanly defined as an imprecatory psalm. Either way, there's you said there is some imprecation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that's a long word and it's not one I'm familiar with. So to quickly define that, I would define that as... Um, a wish or a prayer uh, to God against someone else or a group of other people. Mm-hmm. That's my simple thought. My yeah. Own? yeah. And if we're going to put it into the Psalms, you know, uh, because this does link to one of the questions that I, I received uh, last week or the week before. Anyone that's trying to figure out, you know, do we pray these? Uh, remember that. Uh, Every time we are praying the Lord's Prayer or what I would refer to as the Disciples' Prayer, especially the part uh, where we say, you know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on Mm -hmm. earth as it is in heaven. That is implying that we're asking the Lord to destroy the opposition so that life can resume on the planet the way that God designed it to be. So Mm -hmm. uh, what you're doing, uh, I just want to clarify that when you're talking about praying an imprecatory psalm, Mm -hmm. you are praying for the benefit of the kingdom of God. This is not for uh, primarily for selfish gain, although for God's kingdom to come is the only way in which the the chaos is going to end. And uh, true, in in the Hebrew sense, true shalom is going to exist. Yeah. And we do, I mean, even though we're not praying for the reason wouldn't be for personal benefit or selfish gain when God's kingdom comes it's better. It is. It's better yeah. for us. Um, so, I, yeah. So I just want to say that, you know, that question that came was, a, was a great question where, you know, the question was, are, are these prayers legitimate yeah. to pray? And my answer back was, uh, yes, they are. It, I think it's always right to pray to God, to end injustice, violence, uh, chaos, uh, all of that. Uh, I think it's always right to attack those things, to go on the offensive and attack those with a prayer to God that, that's pleading with him, Lord, please put a stop to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the folks that are on the receiving end of all of that junk, they would be the first ones that would want you to pray. I mean, they would say, please join us because we're praying, uh, especially those that know the Lord, they're praying, Lord, please put an end to this. Mm-hmm. So I think those prayers are legitimate. There's a lot of harm being done in our world. And it's as I've been trying to say, and you know this, uh, the Psalms uh, help us understand how extreme the warfare is. And there's a good reason why the scriptures tells us to pray like this, because the opposition is supernatural. So uh, this is quite a battle. Yeah. And that kind of brings a question to my mind, because uh David, in the context of these Psalms, he's surrounded by Saul's men. They, mm-hmm. they want his life. This and one, yeah. unfortunately, they're referred to as dogs. So dogs get a bad rap in this Psalm. They do. They do. It's and, too bad. Uh, it's too bad, but they are the, they're, not, they're not household pets like we know them as. These no. dogs are more like the wild dogs that you'd see on a National Geographic or something like that, except mm-hmm. 
You want to see them in packs uh, marauding through a neighborhood yeah. or something like that, in and the streets. That's a scary, like, that's a scary You've thing. Ever seen them. Yeah. yeah. And so, especially at nighttime yeah. when it's dark and, you know, at night, yeah. things are a little less certain. And yeah. so to come across a pack of dogs would, I mean, that would make me squeal and run mm-hmm. and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be good. No, for, it would not. It wouldn't be good for my pants, I don't Mm-mm. think. Nope. Um, but my question, though, is the, like, let's talk about the difference between the physical danger and the spiritual danger. So the physical, I mean, David is using a metaphor here, calling, you know, these these men that are after him. Mm-hmm. He's referring to them as dogs. Mm-hmm. They're like dogs. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's referring to men. So the physical danger... And, and praying against that for God to be against them, but also for us mm-hmm. to save us from it. And then the spiritual nature, because, and that's what you're just talking mm-hmm. about is that level of, of danger and chaos and evil too. So uh, what's helpful about reading this again, if, if you're trying to process, what am I praying against in, in this particular psalm, and I didn't, I didn't do anything with this uh, for the sake of time on Sunday, but in verse 7, uh, there they are bellowing with their mouths, uh, with swords in their lips. Mm-hmm. Bellowing has that, that sense of, uh, you know, a lot of loud barking, snarling mm-hmm. and all that. So take the snarling picture. And if I remember this Hebrew correctly, there's actually a, a sense of, some, um, you know, frothing and foaming at the mouth going on here. Okay. So it's not just open wide, but there's there's violence in this. But you'll notice with swords in their lips. So mm-hmm. when you when you use the term metaphor yeah. in verse seven with swords in their lips, and then the explanation is they're thinking that they're going to get away from uh, good, get away with all this. No one's going to hear them. And in particular, God won't hear them. So one of the things you could do if you're thinking about, you know, am I in physical danger or am I in spiritual danger? Just uh, just think about the way in which the enemy attacks us with words. Think about how people's words hurt us. Uh, think about the number of times that people have hurt us with the things that they've said. Think about all the ways in which our minds talk to us and mm-hmm. disturb us. And I take it that that's, that's why these Psalms are written, so that in our moments of distress, when we're under attack, and I, I think it's a combination of the physical and the spiritual together. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing these things. I am imagining these things and they are, they're plaguing my spirit. And so this, these, these prayers are aimed at those types of attacks with the assurance, of course, that I can run to uh, the strong fortress. Okay. So I think to bring this out of the air and onto the ground a little bit, from what I just heard you say and kind of some of my own thoughts, you know, around the Psalm, we're going to face these, these forces, these enemies in a couple of different ways. Three come to mind. Mm-hmm. One in our own mind and heart where we've got our own inner battles that we're, we're, we're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And, and Satan he, plagues us regularly there. Yeah. Right. He's got, he, he puts thoughts in our mind. Yeah. Um, messages that we're seeing. So we've got this inner inner battle. Mm-hmm. Then we've got individual relationships or yeah. small, yeah. you know, whether it's in a family or yeah. at work or, at work. And or I was especially, neighbors. I was especially thinking about, you know, folks that are working working out there and um, 
just think about the number of times coworkers or clients or something, uh, things that are said, think about the disturbing nature of some of the things that are said. And that's part. So that would be the second one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then finally, I'm just thinking on like a, a larger scale, like the church and the, you know, organizations Good. or national, you know, yeah. whatever groups of people who don't like us. Mm -hmm. And think that we are that should we should, yeah, we yeah, silence. That's a good way to put mm -hmm. it. Um, and so, from personal inner thoughts yeah. to per, one on one type relationships, interpersonal, and then on a grander, larger scale, those are the ways. Good that, categories. Um, are you? Seeing, we don't we don't face the third one as much, but go ahead. Do we see? Well, I was just thinking of ways that, like, okay, let's put some specifics to it how do they, how does it flesh itself out? Are they thoughts of, uh, depression, uh, in the inner, uh, anxiety? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. And yes to those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to add to that? List no, I, I think self-worth in particular, I think, uh, you know, just take a scenario where a coworker mm -hmm. says something to you and it is just hurtful. Yeah. I mean, it's an, it's, it's a personal attack. The question is, where do you draw strength from that? Which is why this psalm, I think, was so critical, you know, to, to address the Lord in the morning. Oh, my strength is mm. the, just a realization that I'm not strong enough without you to be able to withstand the opposition. Uh, when folks take a shot at me, I need you, Lord, because otherwise my significance is going to be wrapped up in what they said or what they didn't say, as opposed to your steadfast love. So that would be one of those yeah. yeah. And then I think a danger would be letting what someone said, that interpersonal relationship, getting down into the more just the inner battle within myself. Yeah. Not allowing those those lies to stay. Oh, here, yeah. To filter them out sure. through God's word. So if someone if someone says something to me or I get this idea that I'm not, you know, worth yeah. anything. Right. You know, and I have no mm -hmm. value and they're kind of coming at me, you know, I can deal with that relationship. Yeah. But then to let that thought filter through God's word and say, no, like I, I do have value. I'm a son of the King. I am made in the image of God. I have, you know, a purpose and a place in God's plan and kingdom. And that's, you know, where I should find my value. Um, and it's important for the young people too. You know, I don't, I don't know who's watching this, but if, you know, any of you that are, that have little ones at home yep. or the children at school are constantly faced with, do I have value and do I have worth? And oftentimes that's attached to their peers and what their mm -hmm. peers are thinking and saying uh, or their performance or lack of performance. I mean, at school, I mean, there's uh, there's so much of the attack that goes on and there's there's there is some stability in this. And that's why, you know, for, you know, for beyond like a beyond Sunday type of discussion, a lot of this needs to still center around. Are we the type of people that believe that we're weak and that we need the strength of the Lord every day to be able to withstand what's happening in our faith journey? Mm -hmm. We don't all feel it as poignantly uh, at the same time, but, you know, the congregation our size, I mean, it's all over the spectrum. Mm -hmm. uh, certain people on certain days are really under attack and need and need to be able to cry out to the Lord, you know, in verse nine, oh, my strength or mm -hmm. verse 16 or verse 17, you know, to praise the Lord for his strength. Because that's that's what's sustaining us in the battle. Yeah. I mean, if this battle is real, that's really the only way we're going to survive it. And, you know, what a sweet message and reminder to be just to have 
come to mind the fact that the Lord is my strength yeah. and humbling too, because I don't have the strength in and of myself. Right. So to be, you know, mindful of that, and then also to be able to cry out to Him, to sing to Him, as my source of strength is, yeah, such a sweet song. It is, yeah, and it it is humbling. Uh, one of the folks at Karen Share uh, on Sunday late afternoon, early evening said that it's a it's a it's humbling to be in a state of weakness. No one likes that. No, but it is it is good for our souls to be relying on the strength of God. That's why mm-hmm. I like that's why I like Psalm fifty nine so much, just because of that title. Mm-hmm. And even you know, I'm reading this little book at home uh, on prayer, and it was reminding me how much I need to depend yeah. on God. Mm-hmm. Um, in all things and so he has to he has to help us yeah otherwise we can't we can't survive Um, you know the complacency that we have is only due to the fact that we have things so easy most of our lives are pretty easy but when push comes to shove there's times when we realize oh lord you know we need you Mm -hmm. yeah well and one just closing thought for myself at least would be you you mentioned that we have to understand uh the seriousness of our circumstances in to really appreciate the strength that God provides. And I don't know, just the the day-to-day grind and schedule that we all find ourselves in, we, you know, we probably just grow ignorant to that a lot of the times mm-hmm. and we forget, Let's you go know, through the day. Yeah, yeah. How dire the circum- spiritual circumstance really is right. and right. the, the, the battle that we're in. And um, yeah, so we don't really, I probably need to remind myself more often how serious the circumstances are. Well, one uh, someone on Sunday came up to me after church and reminded me again. Uh, you know, he said, "Wow," he said, "I, I just didn't realize the uh, the way in which these prayers in the Psalms mirror uh, much of the Lord's Prayer." And so, once again, I would encourage you. Whether uh, I mean, I would certainly encourage you as you go through your week, keep practicing praying these Psalms. Uh, but also keep praying the Lord's Prayer. And that's one that most of us have memorized. So while you're praying that prayer, we I think you if you pray it with your thinking, you, you're reminding yourself of the fight. Yeah. Uh, you know, like the last petition, mm-hmm. the last request, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, mm-hmm. tells you that this is not just a, you know, uh, it's, it's not a harmless world. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. All right. Anything else to bring? Yeah, I just want to say uh, one thing that I, I wish I had said on Sunday. So this week when you're going through uh, your faith journey, if you're looking for how, if you said to me, well, how do I, how do I pinpoint the areas where I need his strength? If, if you're going to address him, oh, mm-hmm. my strength, what's a good way to do that? And I'll take you back to, uh, you know, we've, we've covered, uh, we've covered this a lot over the years, but it's been a while the uh the the various idols that we uh we tend to worship mm-hmm. so one of the things i was thinking about sunday afternoon after the service was over thinking about beyond sunday and i thought ah oh, you know i wish i'd have said so um you know if you if you try to if you try to look at uh try to locate your idols uh watch a couple of emotions and what i liked about what tim keller did in counterfeit gods was uh he he talked about uh, two kinds of dreams. So the, the daydream mm-hmm. is the is that you're daydreaming in the sense of you're envisioning good things, pleasant things, things that you really want to, to have happen. The opposite of that is the nightmare, mm-hmm. which creates the anxiety and the fear. 
So just simply for the sake of time today, if you're trying to locate the areas of weakness yep. so that you can call on the Lord's strength, one way to do that is to analyze the potential idols that we worship. And so for me, I'd, I'd think about, okay, what are those pleasurable things that I wish want to happen and you know, almost envision them happening? But then the opposite of that, what are the nightmare situations that cause me anxiety and fear? Mm -hmm. Both both emotional extreme, well, actually going this way, both emotional extremes yeah. are good ways to pinpoint or to locate, uh, I need the Lord's strength for this because actually uh, what, what, I'm, what I'm locating are the potential idols that are taking God's place in my life and I need him more than I need either of those extremes. Uh, I need him more than I need the daydream. Yeah. I need him in order to not be anxious or fearful about Overcome. the nightmare. I need him. And if I'm either uh, too focused on the daydream or the nightmare, that's a sign that uh, my relationship with God is not where it needs to be. And I need to call on him for strength. Something like that is a good way to locate uh, potential weaknesses. All right. That's great. Thanks for uh, closing us out that way. Yeah. All right. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.